G'day and welcome back to the shed of basketball truth that is Studio 3. Second episode of the week, we've we've already punched out a, a great MBL, yeah, MBL slash MBL1, uh, MBL1 North exclusively um, podcast this week. So this one, we're, we're heading over the ditch, the big ditch, uh, heading over to the NBA and we're going to have a look at that. Uh, we've got a few different things we're going to look at play in. We're going to make some predictions. We're also going to uh, have a look at some of the Hall of Fame reactions. Well, we're going to have some reactions to the Hall of Fame list that has come <laughs> out. Um, we're also going to do a bit, little bit of local card shop of Woolongabba Crackham, uh, who've also moved their HQ down to Mermaid Beach. If you do get an opportunity, pop down there. Great little spot. Um, you can park at the coals across the road, two hours of free parking. You're all good. And if you, you know, once they are fully up and operational, they've also got the beer garden right next door. Of Love that. Yard. So absolutely fantastic local card shop of Wollongabba and local card shop HQ uh, available for all you, the absolute best cards and card accessories and different things, as well as just a gaggle of other stuff. But I need someone to do that with, and he's back. He decided to you know, drive all the way back out to the shed. <laughs> all right. Coach of the women's capitals team, Dean Asplund. Welcome oh, back, buddy. Thanks mate. Great to be here. All right. It's as if you never left. Um, <laughs> if we're being honest, but all right, well, let's look, let, let's get into this thing. You know, uh, NBA, it, it's all happening. It's all moving. Before we get into what's going to happen, let's talk about some careers that have, you know, finished up or just so amazing they, they need to be spoken about more sure. the hall of fame list has come out and look there are some na- household style names and there are some other names um less <laughs> l- less householdy still important but uh you know there's some names you may not recognize on the list absolutely but uh look let's go through the list and uh just you know as we go through some, we'll uh, we'll just talk a bit of basketball. Let's do it. All right. First name on the list, uh, Pau Gasol. Yeah. He, uh, you know, a guy who had a fantastic career, um, long career, mm. a couple of stops around the place, uh, but also phenomenal internationally. Um, had a had a solid career before, you know, even before he um, became a huge name um, uh, in the NBA, um, playing on the international scene and. You know, a huge part of those Lakers teams, and and you saw, you know, post their careers, the 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 bond between Powell and Kobe, um, before he passed, obviously, and and still the the bond that that Powell shares with with Kobe's family. So, you know, uh, by all accounts and by all records, top bloke. Mm. Yeah, and you know, that's the that's the measure of a friendship that you never really want to test is. You know, how amazing people like that are going to be to your family once you've gone. You never want to test that, but you know, from all reports, it, it looks like he's you know exactly that hell of a bloke. Mm. You know, yeah, doing exactly what you know, I, I'm sure would have felt like just one of those things that you, you know, potentially say yeah. down the line, and then yeah. you know, sticking to his word, which you know, as we said, great bloke. Mm. All right, next one, Becky Hammond. Yeah. Not getting as, um, you know, getting more love now than you know, she. Let me reword that slightly. Getting more love now, um, 
now that she's you know moved over to the WNBA and actually yeah. in that sort of head coaching role and and different things, but an absolute baller right right from the jump. She was a three-time All-American at Colorado State, six-time WNBA All-Star, two-time um, first-team All-WNBA team, fourth in WNBA history in career three-point field goals, um, assistant coach uh, for San Antonio Spurs from 2014 to 2022, and uh, won the WNBA championship in 2022 in first year. For uh, my team, the coach, as uh, head coach of the Las Vegas Aces. Yeah, uh, phenomenal career. Uh, a huge part of, of, you know, the relatively early days of the WNBA um, and a, a phenomenal player who transitioned into being a great coach. Um, did, you know, did the apprenticeship under, under Pop and, you know, really learnt obviously learn a lot and had the respect of the group. Otherwise you wouldn't be there for from 2014 to 22 and got a shot in the WNBA and uh, is making the most of it. And so one thing I do love about like uh, someone like Becky Hammond, because when she does, uh, does the interviews, it really comes off mm-hmm. like that. She genuinely, like, obviously someone at her levels, you know, they know, they know their stuff, but it all doesn't always come through in, you know, the level of detail they give to things and yeah. uh, even in you know you know simple interviews she she doesn't hasn't gone the full greg popovich situation <laughs> of you know uh you know just giving minimum answers and getting the hell out of there yeah. it really comes through she's she's got time she's also honest about stuff yeah. and uh yeah you know obviously able to get it done that first year in the wnba with the aces but you know has had an amazing basketball journey well before that absolutely yep all right next name might have heard about this guy Dirk Nowitzki was only just here yeah he was 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 only just here with uh Chris Anstey I'm doing some signings and also went over to um uh New Zealand as well from what I heard uh he wanted to come out and see the tennis and Chris was like have I got an opportunity for you young man Yeah. yeah and uh yeah look my my sort of greatest memory around Dirk, um, obviously, is the fadeaway. But I was in, um, I was in China. Probably told told this story on the pod before, but I was in China, going into a subway, um, not the, the underground train kind, not the, yeah, not, not the not sandwich. The sandwich. Yeah. And uh, they had the newspapers out for the day, and it was everywhere and i'd been trying to find somewhere where i could watch the yeah. you know, the the 10 11 finals uh games you know just anywhere it was really difficult at the time uh but on the front of the newspapers just dirk step back yeah. fade away bought a newspaper no idea what it said any of the <laughs> words made not, none of it made any sense to me but i knew the fact that his photo doing that shot across all these different brands of newspapers that they'd want it. And I could stop looking for a place to watch the games now because she was all over. They'd knocked out the heat and uh, yeah, got it done in. It certainly wasn't a solo act, but Oh, he stepped up in that finals MVP role. Yeah, he did. And you know, a guy who really changed the NBA, the way it was played, the way they recruited uh, and the way they put time and, and effort into European guys, particularly uh, blokes with, with skill sets like that, even the workouts, you know, he had his own, his own shooting coach, his own trainer that he'd put in time. And every, from all reports and articles that I read, you know, everyone would look at them and they looked really weird and they looked different, 
Um, but now they're things that are done fairly regularly, stuff looking at trajectory and release points and all this kind of stuff. And, mm. you know, really, really changed the way a lot of things were done in the NBA. Yeah, look, and Hattie's, you know, Hattie's different issues with the Mavs, like from from some reports, didn't necessarily, like was really homesick mm. when he first came out. But then at the end, um, turned down big money yeah, um, to, to stay and be that you know, one, one team guy, which, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm old school in that sense of I love them. I, I want there to be more of them. But at the same time, I also get it. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. it's very rare these days, but, you know, it's so much more of a business now uh, than it was even 10 years ago. So you can understand why there are, there are so few one team players. All right. Next one. One, Tony Parker. Yeah. I remember when Tony Parker um, first came to the NBA and, you know, it was around about that time that the Spurs were really recruiting internationally um, and really looking at different um, types of basketball backgrounds rather than just the traditional go to go to school, high school, go to college, go to the NBA. They started really looking at guys who'd played internationally before mm-hmm. or who had experiences in, in the style of basketball that Pop wanted to run. Uh, and, and when Tony Parker came in, you know, he was really hard to guard and, you know, he developed a, a really nice floater and jump shot over the journey uh, and, and was, and was pivotal in those championships that they won. Yeah. A lot more than just the guy who married the desperate housewife. Yeah. Uh, you know, way more. <laughs> and look, you know, arguably not in the uh, top 75 list and has a decent enough resume to, you know, for there at least to be an argument. The fact that Anthony Davis is in there is disgusting. Anyway. Well, did you see what happened to his um, the value of a PSA ten rookie card of his? I didn't. I'm not up to date with no. my card knowledge. Uh, yeah, lost a huge amount of value when he first from when he first went to the Lakers. Uh, I believe it was it was big man. It was 120 thousand, and down to I think around the thirty thousand dollar range. Like yeah huge huge uh plummet and all for what winning a chip and being a bit a bit of a captain chalk bones and picking up every injury i mean look so, when he so. plays when he plays he, he's getting monster numbers but anyway i, I won't digress onto that because we'll be here <laughs> <laughs> all right and look i could say this next person's whole name but i'm just going to i'm just going to say pop good old pop Yep. He's the surly coach we all want to be. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I love about him is he was the he was the GM. Yeah, he was. And sacked the coach and hired himself. Ballsy. Yeah. Uh made it stick. Fair yeah. Fair payoff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Worth betting on yourself. <laughs> uh, no, f- phenomenal. And introduce yeah. again, uh, an outside the box thinker who really went international, but also with assistant coaches. He's never afraid to get, you know, coaches with European backgrounds. You know, he got women who were phenomenal WNBA players. He got them in for their experience. A guy who just wasn't afraid to really get outside the mold and explore the possibilities elsewhere, you know. And you listen to interviews with guys like Paddy Mills and, and Banger, and they just say that the, the, the amount of 
not only attention to detail and outside the box thinking, but the amount of care and 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 love that he had for every one of those players was just you know next level stuff. So that's why that's you know until very recently that's been such a great franchise. You know when he's been involved. Mm. Yeah, a couple of sort of takeaways for me are. Yeah, you know, he he had to go and get those European guys because yeah. his draft choices were horrendous. Yeah, like the local talent was just sort of gone. So yeah, he, you know, he had to go and get the the Manus and the Parkers and the you know even the Boris Diaz to a certain extent. You know, yeah. he got everything he could out of those guys. Um, the other, the real thing for me was that moment um, at Tokyo twenty twenty or twenty twenty one, whichever whichever year it actually happened. Yeah. But, you know, he was up there getting his gold. Paddy was getting his bronze. And they, they genuinely had a yeah. moment of human, you know, real raw interaction afterwards. Yeah. And, you know, that's the sort of stuff that I really like. You know, he, he was there to get his gold medal, which, you know, everybody was saying all sorts of crap in the lead up and, all yeah. you know, that he was too old. It was this, that and the other. I came out and did it, but still took time in that moment to show love to, you know, someone else who was having a great moment himself yeah that's right absolutely and you know who doesn't love a guy who just you know tells reporters when they're having a crap question just gives them a two syllable answer i love it i don't watch heaps of nba but i watch a lot of his clips because they just (laughs) make me laugh so much and i also love that you know it now he's in the obviously in the twilight and uh came out the other day that he was like oh you know some days i think why am i still doing here but now it's you know those times on the uh, the training facility with these younger guys you know he has those moments of this is why you're here mate yeah you know this right here this these sort of moments so you know that kind of stuff again is that raw honesty yeah um, so i've what i have noticed over the past couple of years when they haven't been so great is he's the master of the strategic ejection when he, when he's when he's jack of watching how poorly his team's playing, he'll pick a, an awful call or even a minor call to just go after the refs and get it and just walk, get ejected and just walk. Uh, and I think it's because he doesn't want to watch what's going on. I think he's bored. <laughs> he's so uh, the master of the strategic ejection. Go pop. All right. All right. Well, we won't delve in any deeper into that. <laughs> uh <clears throat> All right, and then of course you know, D Wade. Yeah, Flash. How good? Yeah, you know, did it not not completely on his own. You no. know, the first time round, you know, had some pretty big help, yeah. but uh, you know, w- was able to do that and stick with the team. And then when things sort of you know changed a little bit, he bounced around, but he ended up back. Yeah, you know, with the heat to finish. where he belonged. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and as a a guy who came in and made impact straight away, so you know, as a rookie, they put the ball in his hands and said, "All right, mate, you know, we go as you lead us." And you know, he was he was ready. I listened to some stories on um, Knuckleheads Pod. Uh, Stan Van Gundy was on, and he was talking about just how how ready and mature he was as a rookie coming in and. You know, he was just, he was clearly their best player. Yeah. And uh, there you go, another situation where the uh, GM, Pat Riley, yeah. put himself in the position and won, yeah. won the chip. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, and obviously he had the time of the, you know, in the, in the big three um, and the trade and the guarantee and all the silliness that you know, 
came with that. The circus, yeah. Yep. But, uh, you know, won the chips, won the chips that they did, you know, he did it on his own and, you know, like, like we said, but, you know, re- really a solid career from, from go to woe and did a lot of off-court stuff as well, which, yep. you know, uh, you know, I, I know it's easy for, you know, people to really do that kind of stuff now, but it wasn't necessarily like he was in that sort of cusp of nothing to, you know, yeah. everything that the, the expectations are. And, you know, he made some really good choices around some of the stuff that he did. So. Yeah. And what I love about that era is guys did that because they wanted to, not for any sort of um, branding. Mm. You know, they were doing things because they thought it was the right thing to do or they genuinely cared about it. And, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, particularly in the early career where of social media, where everything's documented mm-hmm. and your personal brand rises and falls with the things that you put, that your people post on social media. So, you know, it's just, it's great and fantastic career, both at college and in the pros. Um, and, you know, he was part of something pretty special down in Miami. All right, now these are the names that not a lot of people will have heard, but I know you're right across them. Yeah, mate, I studied on the way up. <laughs> uh, Gene Keedy. Oh, Gene. <laughs> Good on you, Gene. <laughs> Well-deserved, great career. Um, Hang on, you might want to save a couple of them okay, for the next okay, few. But, okay. uh, Gary Blair. Blairy, yeah. Yep. Old Blairsy. Uh, then uh, Hicksy, uh, David Hickson. Uh, Gene Bess, Jim Valvano, and not not to be outdone, the '76 USA Olympic women's team. Of course, yeah. I mean, the, one of the greatest, yeah, if not the one of the all-time teams. <laughs> right. Uh, again, uh, it's one of those things. Um, you know, every year when these lists come out, <clears throat> there's your, there's your headline acts and the guys from the previous generation, guys yeah. and girls, and the people who are presented at a. He- ceremony held earlier today yes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh they don't get the same uh screen time no, that's uh, right. yeah yeah that's but right. still no, however, they're in the hall of fame they're there for a reason um so good on them congrats to all indeed all right mate <clears throat> time to hit a button i haven't hit in a long time let's, let's do it no i want my bacon i gotta tell you something bacon is good for me <laughs> All right, time to talk some basketball bacon. Bacon's good for me. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> you know it. All right, buddy. So basketball bacon from across the NBA. Sure. <clears throat> is, is there any positive story uh, across the week that, you know, came across your, your phone? Came across my desk <laughs> yeah, while I've been on school holidays. Yeah. Yeah, okay. look, this, the, the whole situation going on in Sacramento is fantastic. You know, I saw a good graphic. Uh, during the week of things that happened last time Sacramento made the playoffs and it was, you know, songs of the time and movies of the time. It was hilarious. But, you know, the whole way that, you know, Mike Brown's got there and the guys who have come in have gone around, you know, the beam team, light the beam, all that. They're getting A-list celebs to their games, you know, selling things out, you know, and they had a lot of success, you know, in the early 2000s. I remember having them success, having a lot of success then and, you know, in between then and now, it, it's been a place where careers go to die, basically. Um, and they are, you know, so this year they've turned it around. And, you know, that's a, that's a fantastic story uh, for anyone who likes basketball. Um, you don't want the same people, teams winning it, everything every year, or at least, you know, relegating low small market teams to 
almost irrelevant. Um, so it's great to see everything that's going on there and the town's really embracing them because there's Jack all to do in Sacramento. So they, uh, you know, it's, it's a great story. Mm. Well, uh, as we've talked about here, you know, you want to build culture around a team, you, you get someone like Adele Vadova. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> culture. Culture. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like the defensive player of the game and the big giant medallion, yeah. like all that sort of stuff. And you say, you know, careers, you know, to die. Yeah. yeah. Luke Walton and all 4,000 other coaches yeah. um, in the last 20-plus years. That's not even the players. Yeah, it was a, it was like, a poison chalice for a long yeah. time, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, and you know the only other story that that I've been following for a little while is the the fake tough guys down in Memphis. Um, <laughs> they've won a couple of games recently, but that's always a good watch. There are some guys there who are just they haven't won anything. Don't go around, you know, Dylan Brooks or whatever his name is, going around talking trash to people in post game handshake lineups and you know that kind of carry on. Win something, win something. Yeah, a little bit sour bacon there to finish, but that's okay. That's all right. It's just <laughs> been in the fridge a little bit too long. That bacon it's starting to turn. Oh, well, get, get rid of that. All right. <clears throat> uh, look, I I love um, everything about the the Austin Reeves yeah. um, sort of story and getting his own signature shoe. Uh, sh- signature shoe. Uh, shoe <laughs> with uh, <clears throat> I'm going to butcher this uh, with Chinese brand Rigore. Rigora, no idea. Rogere. one of them is probably wrong, um, if not all. But look, you know, great job, you know, young kid, got a multi-year deal. Yep. Um, you know, good money, shoe deal. It's been all hustle. Uh, you know, there's there's bigger stories in LA to talk about, and yet still, you know, this young fella has uh, has done enough to you know get himself a really solid contract, Absolutely. which is going to set his family and everything up. For... Let's just hope he doesn't go the Caruso route and go somewhere else, and you know, yeah, fall look, off. look, potentially, um, that that's always a possibility, but at the same time, too, uh, I think there's enough stock in the Caruso that he'll at least get another shot. Well, we'll hope so. Oh, you know, hey, we can't give up on defensive-minded guys, mate. We no, cannot can. give up on them because, geez, there's, what, six left in the NBA? <laughs> like, come on. Absolutely. But, yeah, and just so that will wrap up our... No, I want my bacon. i got to tell you something. Bacon is good for me. Basketball bacon segment, which is good for everybody. Bacon is good for me. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> you know it. Yeah, good. Let's uh, look before we get into a prediction, because we'll both give a prediction about who's going to make um, a conference final. Um, let, let's have a look at the playing, the playing situation. Obviously, it's it's very fluid at the moment, and it is changing. It is. Um, totally, yeah. We've got three to four games left for for the majority of teams. Yeah. Um, especially those at the pointy end. Mm-hmm. Let's start east. Um, things are a little bit more settled they are. in that sense. So it, looking at it from where we sit today, uh, re- recording here on a Tuesday, lovely Tuesday evening. Uh, look, Wizards, yeah, sorry, Coos. Um, y- your team's gone, mate. Um, like a lot of those fashion choices, they just not up to snuff. <laughs> Uh, but 
there is a little bit of tightness, um, obviously, up ahead. Now, uh, obviously, Knicks, Cavs, 76ers, Celtics, and, of course, the Bucks are locked in. They're, they're guaranteed into winning positions. Good. Uh, Nets in six, currently with uh, 43. Heat two games behind on 41. And then we get into the really pointy stuff. We've got Hawks on 39-39, Raptors on 39-39, Bulls 38-40. and 40, yeah. With a bit to do to really get out of that one game and done sort of area, which, look, you know, Looks like they're going to be they're going to probably end up in tenth place. Yes, I'll I'll happily go out on a limb and you know make that prediction. Mm. Raptors or Hawks? Who do you see uh, clinching that eight spot though, buddy? Uh, look, I think um, I think Toronto. However, Atlanta are just doing enough at the moment to to make make it theirs, but I, I, I don't trust them in a playoff situation. I don't, uh, whereas Toronto, I, I trust Nick Nurse uh, in a situation where he'll be prepared and he'll have his guys ready and they'll, they'll, they'll get that shot. Um, but realistically, I don't see any of those bottom team, like any of those teams, even from fifth, the Knicks down to 10th, Challenge coming close to challenging the top three in the Eastern Conference. So I think it's just a race for a bit of bonus money at the moment. Well, uh, and that that stuff means a lot to the teams, obviously. But yeah, uh, yeah look, you, know, you don't have faith in a Quinn Snyder led team in the playoffs in the Hawks. I mean, geez, he's got such an amazing track record of, you know, really putting together a strong season and then stopping. And that kid's is sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but but you know those those top couple of teams, they're they're I think that they're head and shoulders above the the top two, especially. Yeah, look, um, you know, East is a little bit more settled, so let let's head over to to the West. All right, very close. Nuggies, fifty two wins. Grizzlies, forty nine thus far. Uh, Kings, forty seven. They're the three teams that are locked into playoff situations. Yeah. They're they're a lock. Everything else technically is fluid and or possible. So, Suns, 43 wins in fourth place currently. Uh, Clippers, 41. Warriors, 41. Lakers, 40. Uh, Pels, 40. Timberwolves, 39. Thunder, 38. Mavs, just outside on 37. Jazz, 36. Technically, still can mathematically, but they yeah. need air. They need to win everything and everything to go their way. Yeah, they need to rely on other results, which is never a position that you want to be in. <clears throat> no. I um, I'd love to see Oklahoma make it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that they're a good young team that have, you know, they got a bright future. Um, I'd like to see them to get a bit of success. I mean, New Orleans, you know, they're kind of just hanging on after a strong start. Uh, but they've been on the slide. They can't keep guys healthy, um, which is, you know, never good. No. Um, but fingers crossed that Minnesota don't make it. Um, <laughs> that that, that uh, go bear at Carl Towns situation is... Well, the cat and the bear. You're not, yeah. you're not down for that? No, I'm not. Oh, fair um, enough. Fair not enough. At all. But, uh, you know, 
It's interesting. It's really, really close. Really close. Yeah, look, and, you know, all sorts of stuff coming out at the moment um, with the Mavs looking to potentially just shut it down early. Like, oh, that just leaves so many question marks around what's... And it's very easy to write a meme about, like, the whole Kyrie situation and different things. But... uh, Why any team would sign Kyrie, I mean, I have no idea. Well... A team taking a punt, maybe you know, but uh, yeah, look, it, it, it's not it's not looking good. Um, also raises questions um, for me, and I'm sure others. You know, Jason Kidd, you know, great player. Coaching situation hasn't really turned out for him. He's had a few goes at it now. I'd love to. I'd love to know what his career coaching percentage in because a career coaching percentage is because I don't. I don't think it'll be much above 500. Uh, I think his assistant coach, well, when he's been you know, trying to work his way back into the head coach, he's, uh, that percentage is pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, when he's got the job, uh, not so much. Not so much. He did okay at Milwaukee when he first started. Eh. You know, first started, things go well for a bit, and then they seem to dip. So um, two, 284 and 264. Um is the career coaching record. So he's got his head just above water. Just above water. So With some really good teams. Yeah. So he might be able to convince somebody to give him another go. 51%. But from all reports, when he's in that assistant coach style role, he's brilliant. Yeah. When he takes on that head coach role. It just, it doesn't work out. And as you say, with good teams. Yeah. Which is... At some point, you've got to stop playing. Sometimes it's you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sometimes you just got to be self-aware. Yeah. 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 Worked with many of people before and it's like, no, 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 no. This isn't the rest of the world. This is you, bud. This, uh, this one is, uh, this one's on you. So look, interesting. Uh, look, Jazz are going to have to, you know, really do something special. So with Mavs looking to shut it down, I'm going to – I would love to see the Mavs get up and the Timberwolves drop out, but uh, Giddy and the OKC just slide in just yeah. to that play. Again, you, they've got a young squad. You know, I, even a play-in experience I think would be good for the squad because they've been tanking for so long. It yeah. feels like it's just – I'd like to see know, them get up into eighth uh, and then – you know, keep that eight as it is Denver, Memphis, SAC, Phoenix, LA, Golden State, LA, and then OKC into there. And I think that's a, I think that's a, that's an army. I know we've got the play in there as well, but I think that's a, that's an eight I'd like to see. Uh, quick question. Can the Lakers get into that playoff situation where they're not in seven, eight, nine? Do you think they can make that? Well, so what is it? In the so top five, you top six, in. top six. Top six. Well, they're only in. a game out. They're game behind, and they've got that game to play. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, it says that it's possible. Um, again, they'd need a couple of things to go their way, and they'd need to take care of their own business in the last, in the last what five, four games four of games. the season. Yep. Um, they'd need to win out, and then hope a couple of things go their way. So, but you know, they've got their, they've got their crew back together. Um, and I think D'Angelo Russell, AD and LeBron, when they play a five and O when they play together. So 
you know, things are in their favour. Yeah, they've got uh, <clears throat> Jazz, your team in the Clippers, Suns, tough out, yeah. um, and Jazz again. So that means it's possible, right? Mm. So, and you never know if if Phoenix um, clinch. They might rest a couple of guys. LA, I don't know. They are notorious for resting guys at weird times. So, I mean, things could things could go their way. Um, and you know, in the NBA, some coaches might have a little handshake agreement behind the scenes where, yeah, we'll rest these guys so you win, so another team misses out that they might have a little bit of history with. So, ah, the old uh, Delhi dentist appointment situation. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Delhi dentist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Look, let's get into our second last bit of NBA this uh, this week. Do you have a prediction for a team? I just want any team, East or West, that you think will make a conference final. Just, so just that top four sort of position. Uh, Not looking for anything too wild, yeah. unless you want to really steer uh, into something crazy. I don't want to go. I don't want to go wild. But I mean, I can give you a safe, and I can give you a wild if you want to. Um, Boston on my safe. Um, I've liked what they've done all year. Um, I've. I won't um, argue with you. Yes, I know you won't, and I'm sure you're glad that I said it, and you didn't seem like the guy who was just picking his team. But, I just would have picked him, mate. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But I, um, I like what they've done all year. Um, really well coached by, uh, what's his name, Joe Mazzula. Um, you know who the was, young fella? Yeah, who was kind of put in there, really, unbeknownst to him when he came in that he was going to be in that position. So they've, you know, they've done really, really well. They've got a good group, good core. Um, they've got <clears throat> two absolute superstars. Um, and, you know, I've, I've, I think very early on, I, I, I called them for some sort of playoff success. Um, and I'm, I'm going to stick with that. All right. Well, I'm going to stay in the East and I'm not going to pick the Celtics. Um, I'm actually going to go with the Bucks. Yeah. Um, solid. I think they are incredibly solid. And unlike the 76ers, I think they have genuine depth. Yeah. Um, it's not just their starting five. Now, obviously, they've got, you know, Janice, Drew, uh, rattle off the names, Brooke, uh, Middleton, Grayson Allen, Jay Crowder, Bobby Portis, Jingles. Um, they recently added Goron, um, Pat Connington. They've just got real depth and they can go to their bench. They've yep. got some trusted role players who can come in. Even uh, even Jingles the other day in that game where they got spanked by the Celtics. Um, Jingles was uh, defending Jason Tatum yeah. in a stretch there and really started jawing at him to the point where, don't get me wrong, Tatum lit it up for a couple of goes there and really splashed down some rather nice you know short and mid-range stuff and <clears throat> and got out and dropped some threes in jingles's face too but jingles was right there just talking at him and he got tatum talking back yeah which doesn't happen too often yeah not too often and can go either way with yeah. tatum sometimes that really fires him up yeah. and other times it's just an extra distraction that he doesn't get. yeah so i think so, also budenholzers i watched them play philly whenever that game was on TV. Um, I think Budenholz is now at a point over the last couple of weeks, he's really worked out and, and shortened his rotation. Um, so he's, he's getting the guys ready for playoff for playoff mode because we all know that teams shorten rotations and um, in the playoffs when it matters. But 
he um he looks like over the, he's preparing the team and and for that playoff run and really playing guys in in crucial moments and shortening up the rotation even though they are deep and just getting 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 everyone ready and focused and prepared before a, before a hopefully deep playoff run and like that's the thing for years people questioned his strategies and different things um and it was it really felt like his last chance yeah um but now with the one championship in the bag uh, it, it is it is one a chip yeah, knows he what has. he's doing yep. um you know he's been to the top of the mountain before so can reset go again and pretty much everyone's healthy this time around yeah not the same question marks you know different things that got in their way um last season yeah and i don't i don't think he's going to rest any guys in these last couple of games it looks like they're really locked in and zoned in on on really perfecting their their craft before the before the playoffs yeah uh i do need to say though it was a 140 to 99 win um that the celtics did have over them um which me the celtics fan re- i really enjoyed that game um for obvious reasons uh but it was also one of those games where Celtics got out early. Um, it wasn't that classic one where they wrapped it up. Um, Bucks again, but now the left them out. Yeah, left the stars out for quite a bit. Mm. But it was one of those days that can happen for you know any of these top NBA teams. Celtics were just on fire. They were. You let someone score 140, you're not going to win too many, right? Mm-hmm. And the Bucks the night before blew up. Yeah. Uh, they offensively they couldn't miss, yeah. and then whatever reason the back-to-back just didn't work well for them and yeah couldn't get it done so it wasn't exactly a you know <clears throat> i'm not going to hinge their entire season on it but just saying for uh the bucks fans out there specifically one Kraken king anthony yeah. cops kiss <laughs> you just uh, just wanted to let you know uh, i'm watching <laughs> but i also do really like you know uh what the bucks have put together i think it's been a very strong season yeah. i think they've put a very solid team together they've got a good mix of role players and stars and almost everyone's healthy practically and yeah this is sort of this is what they had right at the end they had a healthy crew that got it done when they won the chip so yeah yeah, look out look out all right time to get into a little bit of a local card shop of will and gabba crack let's have a go i've got I've got a pack of 2020-2021 Chronicles. I've got a cheeky five-pack, and there's no opposition here tonight, mate. There's Great. No, 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 no Anthony on the phone. There's there's no pressure at all. Yep. Great. That's not true, but, you know. I'll go with the Queensland versus everybody, the Dean versus everybody, <laughs> Monica. Let's go. All right. Well, if you are playing at home in this local card shop of Wool and Gabba, Dean versus everybody round. Uh, I'll, let me just remind you of how it works. So I'll read the just the back of the card, and when I get to the player's name, I'll just say somebody uh, or something like that, not to give it away. I'll give all the clues uh, possible, and then and then it's up to Dino uh, to call it out. Feel free to yell out the answer as soon as you got it, though. I know there are you know, a couple of people out there, like you know Steph, for example. Right. He frosts this, and every anytime someone's a little bit slow on a particular play that he got, next time I see him, he lets me know. He's like, "How my, how, how were they that slow on that one?" So I'm not sure he should be 
chipping people about being slow. Hey, hey, you know, <laughs> all I can say is when when him and Aaron came in, I mean, you know, did Aaron win? Yes, he did. So yeah, bro, I listened to that. <laughs> God, that was uh that one would have pushed the ratings through the roof. <laughs> All right, let's uh, l- let's jump in before we say something we can't unsay. Oh, no, I don't ever need to unsay it. I don't need an undo button. All right, let's go. Let's do it. All right, first card for the local card shop of Wool and Gabba Kraken. Oh, that one. Okay, I'm going to admit uh, a certain country because it'll make it too easy. And I'll put it back in if you need it at the end. Okay. <laughs> From somewhere, this superstar... Uh, from somewhere superstar to NBA all-star, somebody has made an amazing impact across the globe. Putting his triple-double talent on display at American Airlines Center, he dazzled. Oh, look at There you go. Hey, so, you know, and Steph, if you're out there, that, that should have been super fast, mate. Super fast. Alrighty. Next one. The last pick in the first round. In 2020, somebody proved to be one of the best three-point shooters in his class. The Grizzlies guard had it going. Oh, from... It's not my mate, is it? No, it's the other one. Um... Had it going from downtown during a nine-game stretch from Jan 16 to February 10. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Draining 50% of the triples of his triple tries while averaging 2.4 long-range makes and 12.6 points would make a very good DC. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know the DC one. DC villain? Yeah, I'm just. Without being that other villain? Yeah, no, I know that. <laughs> Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain. Yeah. Bain. I just couldn't remember his name. <laughs> Bain, he is. All right. I was trying to think of the first name, and, you know, Desmond isn't the first name. <laughs> I will accept it, it if it's a very unique, you know, First or last name, I will accept. You know, as Desi. Yeah, uh, there's not too many John Smiths in the league, yeah. so you know, big Des. I should go. <laughs> All right, third card. Here we go. Somebody dropped jaws with his rim rocking offensive displays in 2020 2021. The gifted guard also turned heads with his quick hands. He collected at least one steal in 25 consecutive contests from February 24. Donovan Mitchell. It is not. To April 16. That blew away the previous Minnesota rookie record. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, yes. A delightful rookie card. That is delightful. If if I was going to use one word to describe it, it would be delightful. Delightful, yeah. There's There's actually two photos being used on just the front. Which unheard of oh, nowadays, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, card number three, mate. You're doing all right here. Yeah, so I got no competition <laughs> when I can think about it. I'm all right when I got old, yeah, but knackers on the line yelling that <laughs> stuff down the line. But you haven't got, you know, um, I haven't had to give away clues or you know, or religious timber or anything, you yeah. know, cryptic or anything like that. Take that, Steph. <laughs> all right. An NBA newcomer, somebody settled in and learned plenty from the Sixers in the 2020-2021 season. We have, I say, the best vets in the league, he said. 
giving a shout out to teammates Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Danny Green, and Dwight Howard. So it's either one of the two. It's either Matisse or Maxi. I can tell you at this point it's one of those two. Maxi. Maxi it is, yep. yes. They say it takes a village to raise a child, so I think that's the little model that we can go with. Here's the rest of the quote on the back. Again, another rookie card. Uh, not not as delightful. Not as delightful, but certainly not a bad one. Mm. I don't mind it. Uh, Sub-delightful. Yeah, looks like the photo was taken from those uh, magical COVID back in their own arenas, but no crowds yeah. yet. Sort of situations, mate, you're on fire. Mate, undefeated. Everybody. <laughs> well, everybody needs to lift their game yeah. if that's the case. All righty. Okay. Last card. A freakish forward. Somebody fits perfectly in the era of positionless basketball. He is a guy who can take the ball off the glass and lead the break and make plays. Does freakish give away the player? If it doesn't, the next bit will. Said Pelican's head coach. Oh, Zion. Yeah, you go. Yeah. Stay, right. on, stay on the court, Zion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When do they pack that up? When do they stop trying with that experiment? Look, that's now, uh, the, the conversation is now turning yeah. in that direction. I listened um, to a good thing the other day where they were saying, you know, it's, all, it's like Derek Rose when he was, you know, around. There's so much force going through their knees, feet, lower back, are they too athletic for their own body to handle? Yeah, you know, It's the same kind of thing. You keep getting these injuries. You've got so much force taking off and landing X amount of times per week. Are you too athletic for your own body? Mm. Who knows? And it's tough too because you, you, know, you, you get stories you know, like this. Like you know, we've, we've had so many of them. Um, throughout the journey but um you know and then you hear the other side where a player will land and they've got such an amazing medical team they're able to turn careers around yeah and then you've got other players like this and it's like can anyone keep this guy on the court yeah it used to be phoenix they used to be the magic doctors guys would go out there and they'd be rejuvenated i mean the weather had something the dry desert air mate the dry desert air (laughs) (laughs) cures all yeah Mate, you've done well. What, five from five? Yeah, take that, everybody. Yeah, didn't even need to get into the religious timber or anything really wild or woolly or yeah, anything like mate, that. Dean versus everybody. Right. I'm well. getting shirts made. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, uh, if you do actually get shirts made, let me know. I'll have a chat to Rob down the local card shop and we'll we'll pop a couple in there, I'm sure. Can't wait. Uh, I'm sure they wouldn't take your entire stock of two. <laughs> <laughs> mate, it's more than one. That's how you get the plural of shirts. That's right. Yep. All right. That's that's going to wrap us up here. Thank you very much for coming in and joining us once again. Always a pleasure, mate. Indeed it is. That is going to wrap us up here. So if you are on the socials, please do jump on, give us those likes, those follows, those shares. If you do feel inclined, if you are listening on a podcast streaming service uh, that allows five-star reviews, please do go and do that. Click that uh, click the follow Um button at the at the top of spotify or apple or google or wherever you are listening that stuff really does help us quite a lot um and it is great to see those numbers you know going up every week as well which is you know we do it for the love here at ball don't lie so absolutely please please do share some love when you can 
But it is going to wrap us up. So until you're listening to us here again, just remember that ball don't lie. It never does.